Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Look alive, Fringers. It's 2099 and we are live and loud in the underground. From the streets to the scar. Keep your chip hidden, your gun loaded, and never trade your soul for souls. Turn it up and let them know. Big Brother is watching. Time to put on a show. Hello, Fringers. Howdy, monkeys and beetles. Welcome to episode three of Neon Trails, an identical actual play. I am your game runner, the Caleb G. With me tonight is a talented cast of Hepcats and groovy swingers. First up, all about that bass, it's Mallow playing Galen. I think that I'm double caked up on a Tuesday now with that introduction. Is that how that works? Is that, I don't yeah. know how, if that's how that works. Maybe that's you how that works. You gotta tell me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's scientist, that's how that works. Hey, yes. let's go. All right, good. We got a professional here. Yes. Uh, if you're lost and you can look, you will find Wild playing B. Yes, hello. Good morning. I mean, good evening. Don't need no doctor. Don't feel no pain. It's Pete playing dog. Hey. I'm here, I'm queer, kiss my ass. <laughs> Rose tints my world, keep me safe from trouble, and Lauren playing draw. <laughs> and when we're dancing, the night begins to shine with Ethan playing Mox. Oh, loving that intro. We're on a theme. There's a little theme tonight, which might be some foreshadowing as to what's going to happen later. But we do have to get some housekeeping out of the way. Of course, Identico is live every Tuesday on twitch.tv slash Identico, alternating games of Chaos Incorporated and Neon Trails every week at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can see those episode archives and how to play videos over on youtube.com slash Identico, where you can subscribe, like, and leave comments. Uh, my, here's our audience call out real early tonight. Um, when we get to the action, there will be a thing that needs a logo. Maybe you can think of what that logo would be that we can bring into the game. And that, that's some hot nonsense, but it'll make sense later. Uh, be sure to follow us on the socials for all announcements and the news. Look for us at Identico and at Humanoid Games, wherever social media services exist. Uh, be sure to visit playidentico.com where you can read the basic core rules for free. Uh, you can buy that fancy book, fancy, fancy books, uh, things, stickers. Oh my God. It's all over the place. Oh, I'm falling out of my chair. <laughs> I saved it. Okay, good. Good job. Uh, you can pick up our latest adventure, The Good Doctor, books, stickers, and other merch to support us all. And you, if you are live with us right now on Twitch, be sure to spend those channel points to give us some re-rolls because things are definitely going to get wild tonight. But before that happens, let's remember what happened last week. Galen, Drawl, and Mox met with Donovan, their employer, and Callisto, his bodyguard. Drawl and Donovan discussed the business of getting the actual device Mox has created as Donovan continues to insist that what is on the table is a fake. Suddenly, Mox realizes 
that Donovan is someone he's worked with in the past and sees through the ruse that is being attempted. Mox goes on the offensive and dismantles Donovan with a clever monologue. This shakes Donovan's determination, and his glam disguise slips out of place. Dog sees this confrontation and hypes the Barflies crowd up into kicking Donovan's ass out of the bar. Galen buys Callisto a drink and plays wingman for B. Those two head off into Solace's nightlife, while Galen, Drawl, and Mox discuss their future financial arrangements. They decide to work a few jobs together to make some souls and see what happens. Drawl convinces Dog to let Mox stay with him for the time being. Shenanigans ensue. The next morning, Grawl and Dalen pick up a transport job from Solace's gig board and gather their new crew to start planning. We have a crew. A crew. It's a fair. <laughs> so we open today with glare on the camera obscuring our vision. Not that sci-fi spaceship glare. This is the glare of the sun burning our eyes in reality. It's reflected off the hot desert sand. Yeah, fuck I J.J. Abrams. I wasn't going to say it, but okay. <laughs> uh, channel owner. <laughs> Idling in the shade of a rock outcropping is Galen's Winnebago. Our crew has spent a busy few hours gathering gear and making plans for their new job. They are serving as the next leg of transport for a special package that must be handled with care. It cannot survive at high altitudes. It must be kept at specific temperatures at all times. They don't know what is in the box. What they do know is that its next destination is on the other side of dust jockey land. This desert tribe is too smart to threaten solace, but has carved out their territory and maintained their boundaries with clever brutality. The crew tries to keep calm and collected as they wait for the previous courier train team to arrive. So the Winnebago is sitting there waiting. Uh, let's start with Galen. Galen, um, what what are you doing right now? And uh, what have you been doing to get ready? Uh, <clears throat> Galen would have gone back and he had to pick up all the things that were at the, uh, the little parking spot that he found in uh, Solace, get everything, mm -hmm. you know, get the lawn chairs folded up and everything like that uh, and stashed away. Uh, you know, he rolled up the outdoor carpeting, you know. Uh, got to keep that safe. Got to keep that safe. You know, he, he didn't put it in the, the Winnebago, though. He just kept it, you know, just off to the side for a little bit, you know, just in case. Um, but... Uh, you know, he would get into like his leathers. He would get his his armor on and things like that. Um, and then he would attempt to, and and I'm gonna roll for how well he can tidy up the Winnebago, because oh. there's there's company coming in his mind, and that's a you six. Know, I... So it's great, <laughs> really well done, cleaned up, perfectly. Uh, uh yeah. So this is. This is that cleaning where you just move the mess from one spot to another. Oh, this is like real life then. Okay. 
we're not, we're not role-playing yeah, anymore. Is, okay, got it. No, this is this is real life. <laughs> Galen had the little piles that he meant uh-huh. to work on, and this was, you know, the office pile. This was the gun pile. Uh, this was the bed <laughs> there's, pile. There's now some dirty dishes into the bread rack somewhere. Like Ex- yeah. Exactly. You have your pile of T-shirts that are fine. Uh-huh. T-shirt. Not fine. T-shirt. Probably T-shirt. Fine. Sorry. Yeah. Fine, not fine, and I should probably put it in the trash, but... <laughs> You're not. Um, I'm reminded of that scene in Ghostbusters where he says there's not just clean or dirty. There's many subtle levels. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a spectrum much like what Galen is. is true, by the way. <laughs> I feel so called out right now. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is all of our lives. This, this is all of our lives. This I is. roll a six daily. <laughs> I'm lucky if I get a six, y'all. Six is like, whoop. Because I think I've got a negative modifier on this stats, and six is great. Uh, but yeah, you. you I did a code two point is going to have an executive function stat. <laughs> I feel Man, like I'm fitting. that's. I don't know what we roll for that to make it bad all the time, like one d six instead of four. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the window bay goes trashed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's just say that. But you're trying. Yeah, um, it's home, it's homey now. It's, it's, it's homey. homey. It's, yeah, it's cozy. It's lived in. Uh, specifically for this job, since as you discuss withdrawal, sitting around your little green pant patch grass earlier today over breakfast, you know that this is a transport job. Mm-hmm. You know that you will be moving through very dangerous territory. Drawls told you a little bit but not everything, just, you know, there's a lot. So is there anything specific you have done to prep? Anything you've worked on, fixed, uh, installed or purchased before you hit the road here? Uh, Galen will attempt to try to get uh, a few sticks of dynamite or C4 uh, just in case. Okay. The, the just-in-case explosive stash. Um, that type of stuff is not hard to purchase in Solace. So, uh, if we were going to do a roll for it, it would end up being, you know, how expensive it was, but... Okay. You got it. You got right. it. You, you, know, you know some people. And he's going to uh, hope that somebody knows how to actually use it properly, because either he's going to be <laughs> driving or he's going to be shooting. <laughs> So, um, that's backup. Explosive yeah, that's backup. Backup. Gotcha. Um, so you were, you were just buying the stuff for the experts to use. Look, this is a new crew. And the last time we tried to work with the three of us, it was okay. It went okay. <laughs> but, you know, Mox didn't even get to shoot his gun. So he's not quite entirely sure, like you know, where, where everybody sits and stuff like that with it. So, you know, he's just trying to, in addition to trying to be welcoming, he's trying to, you know, just, just make, feel everybody out, try to get the team, you know, set them up for success. Gotcha. You, you, you're, you're doing the prep work so Mm -hmm. that when the morning shift comes in, they don't have to cut the lettuce and bake the bread. Yeah. Now, if we are waiting there for the package, Mm-hmm. After this flashback, Galen will yes. be sitting out playing a guitar. Okay. Out in front of the Winnebago. 
through a really tiny, crappy amp. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, so so that is the scene we are seeing. You you are sitting there in front. Uh, of course, the Winnebago has its sensor package inside. That's probably keyed to your glow, but you're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Are are you doing this to keep your nerves cool? Are you doing it to keep a weather eye out for danger? Like, what's your motivation here? Uh, it's a little bit of both. So it's to not look suspicious. Mm-hmm. that we're waiting out here and all like that because it is, you know, it's a giant you know, tour bus looking Winnebago, so it's huge. Okay. You know, so it's it's either really really squishy cargo or we're just hanging out on an adventure doing our thing. Uh, either way, we just want to kind of keep it casual. And it I'm allows looking. Galen to kind of keep uh, an eye on everything with his watcher and stuff like that, you know. Cool. Cool. Um... It unfortunately is bright day right now. Um, This was one of those jobs that you couldn't really define the time. Uh, You would have preferred to do a run like this at night for the heat, for the the stealth aspect of it. Uh, But because of the nature of the package, the courier is coming at this point of the day. You had to be there at this point. That's why there's a lot of zeros on the paycheck for this gig. Uh, that's fair. The chrome is a little yep. bit dirty now, so it's not quite as blinding in the light. Right. So uh, you had mentioned you had mentioned Mox. Uh, so Mox, what are you doing on the Winnebago right now? On the Winnebago, as in work on the Winnebago. Well, or just around it. <laughs> you tell me. As we are waiting here, killing time. What is Mox doing? <laughs> Very first priority is fixing that damaged servo motor on Argus's left paw. Yes. That was pointed out previously. Thank you very much for that. Um, That only takes a little while. The next thing people see Mox do is from one of his pouches, a, or one, uh, one that he actually reached towards during early interactions with Galen and Drawl and then took his hand away. Mm-hmm. He pulls out some C4 Ooh. and gives it a... Yeah, it's still good, still good, all right. Uh, make sure everything is prepared with that. And last step is assembling his rifle ahead of time so that that doesn't happen again. My man. And the whole time he's assembling, he has Casey Jones playing through Argos as the name of his hunting rifle is Casey. All right. Uh, Before the crew left Solace and everyone was discussing the plans, is there anything that you would have needed, wanted to do, gotten into before you you hit the road? Depending on how much time was available, the Mox's first goal in Solace is to start establishing contacts. Mm-hmm. People he can work through in order to get those missing pieces. People who know people who know people who might be able to acquire some uh, more restricted 
uh, items so that he can continue doing his research and continue possibly upgrading Argos on the sly instead of having to go through a manufacturer in a plex. Okay. So I think it was probably a couple hours of prep before y'all hit the road. So why don't you give me an underworld check for what you might have done during that time? So I have a minus one in that, Um, unfortunately. Um, He's not so good at that. (laughs) So five. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... This is why we have Drawl. <laughs> this is wonderful. That is exactly what we have Drawl for, yeah. and Mox is going to have to learn that. <laughs> and this is going to be a great opportunity. Uh, so, Mox, you you didn't wander off, but you didn't stay with the group. You know, you, you explored a little bit. You had some downtime while everyone else was doing some other things. Uh, Solace is massive you've you've been in metroplexes before this is like a almost like a small metroplex not that there is a small metroplex but it's got that visual comparison that emotional feel you know you you know that there is so much more here than you can see and it is it's a lot. It's it's very overwhelming, but you're not going to let that stop you from doing what you need to do. You've got that bravado. You've got the skill. You know you're smarter than half of the people here, probably. So you uh, you walk off for a little bit. You you kind of start in that area where there's a lot of food vendors. You can see that, as we talked about last time, the the main promenade, the main floor of the canyon is very much Merchant Alley. Uh, Very bright, very colorful um, flags and lights everywhere, signs that people have made, uh, some neon, some neon that's broken, some like a word, but two of the letters are neon and the rest are spray painted on because they didn't buy more neon like after the glass broke. It's just this awesome mishmash of stores and shops and things layered on top of each other. You can easily see, all right, this is the mundane world. Food, clothes, uh, glow equipment, uh, everyday run-of-the-mill drones, vacuum cleaners. This is the normal stuff. You want to find the good stuff. So you strike off, walk past a handful of vendors here and there, and one of them catches your eye. And it seems like it is a a very small, unique, kind of like a specialty shop. Uh, You see a couple pieces of equipment on the counter that look like they have been modified and improved, like just a quick glance over them. You're, you're very skilled as, as a mechanic, as an engineer, you can quickly see, well, that's not factory issue. I, I see that that servo has been changed. This board has been switched out. Those are different hover components. Like you just catch out of your eye. This is, this is cool. 
So you go over there and you're poking around at a couple things and there's this kid uh, manning the table and they look up at you. You gonna buy something? Just throw it in it, sir. Is this your work? You do this. Who wants to know? Just a um, fellow enthusiast. It's good work if it was yours. It, does this fellow enthusiast have have money or trade? He does. Yeah, it's my goddamn work. You think I'd be selling it if it wasn't mine? See, was that so difficult? I was just trying to get a bit of basic information. Thank you. Hey, I I don't know you. I don't. You're weird. I'm trying to be careful. This is my proprietary information and and product. You're me, you right, might be trying. Right. Hey, hey, hey! Yes, well, I respect it. Secrets of the trade. I understand. I do. And <clears throat> that that uh, oh, that little addition you did right there on that. Yeah. You didn't do that with strictly street legal uh, items, did you? I recognize but, that. As a buddy, where do you think we are? Nothing's street legal here. What's I'm wrong just, with you? I'm, a de- I'm new here, okay? It's my first day. Oh, my God. So, you have a question. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't have time to deal with with newbies understanding blah, 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 blah. You can, you can buy something or you can go. I've got some. I've got an appointment. I've got a special appointment. Can I buy information? That seems like a really suspicious thing that a suspicious person would say. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> you know that's entirely fair. I probably thought thought of a different way to approach that. Yeah. Um. Thanks. Good critique. This, you know, I appreciate the constructive criticism. Thank you. Have a good day. And as you walk away, this kid like leans over the counter and is watching you go. And then you hear uh, you hear this kid like yell, yo, don't sell him shit to someone else. As Mox exits this shop, he just kind of slumps back against one of the walls and is tapping at his pockets. I need a fucking smoke. There is a smoke shop nearby. Away! <laughs> so this is one of those shops that is not on the ground floor, so to speak, not on the main level. It's a, a couple levels up. And you can see from where you're standing, you're like, oh, God, I need to smoke. And you just look up at that right time and you see a neon sign just clicking on that said, like, shop open. And that's what caught your eye. And it's just smoke shop so you see it up there kind of to your left and there happens to be a door also to your left that looks kind of underneath it and you're like oh there's stairs and and a door i bet if i go into this door and up those stairs i can get there and then within 30 seconds you are lost Solace is a a rat's nest of buildings and natural caves and created built caves. You're completely lost. You're turned around. You finally see daylight. You stick your head out. You're nowhere near where you were before. You're back where the food is. 
And as you uh, stick your head out and you're making your way kind of back into the open air, totally confused how you got here, you see um, that B is walking by and she's got her arms full of stuff. So B, what have you been doing this morning for the last hour or so? Well, uh, so I've been collecting things to build. Argos, the drone really, you know, inspired me, so to speak. And so I did see that Mox was also into drones. And so I was just picking up bits and bobs from my shop, you know, bartering with the kid that said that Mox probably shouldn't be traded with getting what I could. Um, and also picking out of the uh, Bone Daddy's refuge that we still have. I may or may not still have a couple of arms with me as well. And they're just kind of like trailing behind. I'm dropping stuff. I have nuts and bolts like falling sure. out of pockets. You know, I have a big backpack that's just clinking. Uh, uh, and this is not to interrupt this. This is just a little detail. Uh, seeing a few items falling behind B, that is the very first thing Mox will do is run behind and start picking them up. So it's just, you know, this weird old man following, just picking up B. <laughs> no, 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 I'll leave that. Oh, that's expensive. You cannot. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> and... And B, I don't think notices that right away and is taking some some left and right turns as she is shopping. So for probably a good 10, 15 minutes, this little cat and mouse trail of B shopping and adding things to the pile and dropping things and this weird old man following after her with a robot dog picking things up is just going on. Uh, eventually... I think B, uh, B rec realizes that Mox is there. She does one of those like, okay, I'm here. I can turn to go. And she like turns right into Mox. Hey, Mom. I think you have a hole in your back. Oh, you know, that happens all the time. It's fine. I, I just, I was, I was bringing things. You know how you get like bored on, on road trips, you know, you just bring all of the, the things that you just want to like, do or you think you might want to do when you're bored i just yeah, yeah. think i'd bring some stuff and i know that like you like drones and i've been thinking about making some and i know you like explosives and i like explosives so I like i figured i'd bring a couple of diy kits you know the do it yourself kits so this is like the uh, the explosive and engineering fidget spinner. That's what all this is. Yeah, with the fidget cube too, and maybe a Rubik's cube in there, and a, a Rube Goldberg machine. You ever heard of those? I I am one hundred percent for this. So you oh, know, this yes. is brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, I. So, just, it'll be cool, right? What What do you What do you think? You notice at this point, by the way, that Mox's like pants are 
sagging around his bony waist just from the amount of shit that he has shoved in the pockets picking up from B. And like that's still like he's Argos has like opens his mouth and one falls out as he's been storing things because there's I've I've got nowhere left to put them. You uh you've collected quite a bit of that. Uh do you want my belt? Looks like you need one. I love that that's the solution <laughs> you propose. <laughs> Not, oh, I'll well, take the stuff I dropped back. Oh, no, you want belt? You know, just like give it to me back at the bago. It wasn't yeah, that big of a deal for you to like help me carry it. I'll buy yeah, you. I'll take a belt. I'll, I'll buy you like what you were looking for if you were looking because it seems you. like you're lost. Uh, yes, I am. And all I was looking for, this place is a fucking nightmare. Isn't it right? great? I love it, and it's awful. And all I want now, all I want right now, is real tobacco. That's it. That's it. Do you know where I can get smoke shop, and I'll help you carry all of this? Yeah, it's right here. This store, right here? No, no, but it has a giant cigarette on the door. Are you sure? Are you sure you can read? Yes, I can okay. read. Okay, cool. Well, let's go in. We'll get some tobacco. I heard that they also have some of that synth weed that they were selling over in them cities. I think we should try some. I'll try some, but you know, nothing hits like the old stuff. I believe it. I have always heard that, but you know, get what you get. Used to be you could get a dime bag for a dime, you know? Now I'm telling you. My dude, how, how old are you? <laughs> Let's go inside. Let's go inside. All right. Uh, so they can go inside. I I just want, I just, I, I want to add the detail that the belt that B gives Mox is the belt from one of the Bone Daddy bodies. Yes. It okay. has like bones and has, yes. it has like some yeah. ammo holsters, you know, think like Cassidy from yes. Overwatch. Yeah. And, and whatnot, baby. And and the <laughs> the under right over the buckle is like a some sort of animal skull. Yes. And there's still a little bit of blood on it. Yes, but that yeah. also might be from the person trying to take off the belt. So just be careful because like that thing does have teeth. And I don't know if they intended it to, but they're real sharp. So the two of you go into the smoke shop, um, get whatever you're going to buy and make your way back to the Winnebago before y'all took off. Also roaming around Solace, well, potentially roaming around Solace, uh, was Dog. So Dog, before leaving... What did you do to prep? Well, if anything, I mean, I got all the shit I ever need right here in my shack. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm preparing like a kid with ADHD getting ready for a road trip. Ooh. But uh, putting a nail gun in my bag. I got a little motor going to take off one of them. Uh, what do you call them? Handlebars that was on the motorcycle. Some wiring, a soldering kit. You never know. Um, gosh, what else? Probably some nails for the nail gun. Dang. Well, but my my main concern here, my main concern here is making sure that my workshop is locked up. Okay. With like physical locks, but like 
padlocks on padlocks on padlocks. Can't nobody get in here and calling Ferdy and being like, hey, can you make sure nobody's messing around my shop? I got to go do something. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'll keep an eye on it for you. Thanks, Ferdy. Oh, um, how are you doing with uh, the repair on the... um what did I have you fix? What did I have you fix? Sorry. The 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 vid monitor for the piano. So it played the videos while the songs played. Uh if I recall, uh we came to the conclusion that that should still be under warranty. Um might want to contact the city center about that. I I feel like you asking me to watch your shop while you're gone and then playing jokes like this is just contradictory in intent. Okay. So on the contrary, that's kind of fair. I understand what you're saying. How about I make you another one? I'll make you one when I get back. I got to go though. Uh, They're waiting on me and the music's getting cold. Okay. All right. When you get back. I'm sorry, Ferdy. I love you. Thank you for the beer. You're you're welcome. I love you. Goodbye. Nailed it. <laughs> Another social interaction successful. All right. So uh, bits and bobs, pieces and parts. Is there anything that is there anything that dog like never goes anywhere without? Or is it just kind of in the moment, whatever you feel you need? If he's really heading out, he will he'll have his his sidearm on him. Um, But for a trip like this, definitely will have a shotgun. But he has a homemade machete that is preposterously large um, and homemade. So you can kind of, you know, figure what that looks like. Um, So some sharpening stuff for that. But the machete, the machete and an attitude and a change of Hawaiian shirts and cargo pants. On on this, on the scale from real machete to like buster sword, where does dog's machete lie? Um, Dog could swing it with two hands. One handed is going to be he's really going to have to wind up. So if he's wildly swinging it with one arm, I mean, get out of the way because like, you know, he might mean to stop here, but it's going to keep going. Sure. Another three feet. So does that make sense? Yeah, it's a it's a big old claymore. I I feel like maybe he made it out of an old piece of metal siding that he found and kind of ground down the edge on and tried to put some reinforcement in for a big handle. Yeah, you know, like uh, shims that you put in a doorway or whatever, whenever. Yeah, it's just that, but big and made out of metal. It's it's unnecessary. They're supposed to be thinner to be lighter. He's like, no, no, it's also a hammer. It just means it's a universal tool. It's that's smart planning. There are no unitaskers. It don't break. Right. All right. I, I I feel like in in this flashback montage, there's also a a scene of dog bringing the machete to the Winnebago and trying to get it into the door and it not fitting. And Galen like, no, 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 no. We'll mount that on the outside. 
Whoa, now. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, Janine comes with me. She is not an outside rider. Just y'all look out. It's not the first time this has happened. The doorways are a common thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll work it through. This is a new door for her. But she comes in. So I, I feel like at that point, Galen like tries to like gently place it down but it's in the hallway leading from like the living room into like where the bathroom would be like before you get to the master bedroom quote unquote in the back like that's where it fits right now you know yeah I mean you got any towels I'll make a sheath for it (laughs) he's got a couple yeah okay yeah we'll use those and it should be safe as a button we we tuck it in for a sleep There you go, Janine. I'll take good care of you. All right. And Drawl. Drawl is the one that got the gig. Drawl is the planner. Drawl was kind of organizing the meeting that morning. If If we remember from last time, we kind of ended on everybody sitting around that patch of AstroTurf uh, B was eating granola, sitting next to Argo. Uh, people were discussing music over top of this hollow display from Drawl's glow with the map of the territory. I feel like Drawl was probably the one giving orders for some prep. So what else was a priority before y'all hit the road? Uh, so the main priority for Drawl is, of course, to get everyone organized. Um, but she also doesn't like breaking her morning routine. She's very strict about it. Good. So she's going to have a zippity doodah fucking morning. So we usually see Drawl. She has long hair, but we don't ever see it down. She usually braids it and pins it to the back of her head and hides it under her hoodie. She also wears um, a shawl across her face and neck. Um, and the hoodie has got two arms, um, and it, she's got two crossbody bandoliers for her knives. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's usually pretty well covered and well armed. This morning, Drawl has her scarf around her shoulders. It's not covering her head. You can see she's got this kind of like wavy, greasy, um, partially knotted in some spaces, dark hair that falls to about her collarbone. Um, she's got a smile on her face. You can see she's missing a tooth now. Um, and her, she's only got one bandolier on. It has no knives in it. And she has what looks like her hoodie slung over the hip portion of that bandolier. Um, and she is in search of needle and thread <laughs> and extra knives. So her morning is going to start as it usually does. She's going to stop by a food stall, grab a hand snack, get some whatever functions as caffeine, whether that be a pill, a cup of coffee, a drink of some kind, whatever. She mixes it up. Uh, as long as she does at the same time every day, we're good to glow. Um, and I don't really have anything else to prepare for because, well, I told him, right, we go from here to here. This part's going to be a little rough, but should be fine if we're smart about it. 
So, yeah, let's. I need a needle and thread before I head to the Winnebago and two more knives at least. I've got my shotgun and I've got my pistol. I'm good to go. Those are pretty reliable. Cool. And it's very easy for you to obtain anything you need so you can get yourself set and settled and feel confident going off. So we return to uh, real time here. The Winnebago is idling in the shade that is kind of rapidly diminishing as the sun is moving across the sky. Galen is outside playing his guitar, keeping an eye open. Uh, Other than Galen, is anybody else outside the Winnebago? Can I be sitting on the rug specifically? That's all wrapped up and put to the side. Yes. No, but I'd like to compliment the Winnebago. It looks real nice. <laughs> looks like shit. What are you looking at? Looks like you cleaned it up nice. And it's, I mean, you keep it pretty clean in here. Look at everything. It, there's so much stuff for crafting. It's so great. Is that human feces? <laughs> no, no, I think that's an old Snickers bar. To be, uh, to that's be called so- composting. <laughs> The visual bit of you jumping for the imaginary Snickers bar that may or not be fecal matter is just going to be lost on future podcast listeners. So if you're listening on a podcast, please go over to youtube.com slash identico and find this moment. You will love it. All right. So, uh, those of you who are outside... Give me a perception check. Uh, oh, oh, oh. No, 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 19. Ooh, I like it. I think uh, Mox and Draw were also outside. Easy. Yeah, I was helping her find uh, perception on that. Yes. Uh, Mine was a seven. Okay. So, Mox, I think you are probably working on something down on on the ground. It's just, it's totally focused uh, your attention, so you don't see what's going on. Is it all right if I get under the Winnebago for a second? There was a sound that was killing me. Do you mind if I get on there for a second? Scrabbling underneath. <laughs> you at least ask for permission. Waiting for the response doesn't matter. All right, so Galen and Draw, both of you, your ears perk up. Uh, you got some pings on your glow from the sensor package on the Winnebago. The courier is on their way. And two things are wrong right off the bat. One, uh, they're late. Not by a long time, maybe 20 minutes, but that just stands as suspicious and worrisome. And two, you were told that the courier that is bringing the package to you would be arriving in a truck and you had a description of the truck 
and coming over the horizon is a motorcycle. That's definitely not a truck. Nope, that's bad. All right. Can't haul shit in there. Oh, I'm not outside. Sorry. (laughs) That's just a random comment the dog makes that we hear (laughs) out of the Winnebago's window. This closet's tiny. He's just watching some TV show and said, can't all shit in there. Yep. Pimp my ride, $20.99. It never dies. (laughs) They're still putting hot tubs in cars for no reason. Yes, draw. Galen, it did say truck, right? Yes. Definitely said truck. Also... She's going to look at the glow, uh-huh. see the time. They're late. And as you, as you two are having this conversation, uh, Drawl, your glow lights up. You're getting an incoming message, presumably from this courier, that um, agreed upon in the contract for this gig that you've taken you you had the uh like passcodes and phone number <laughs> signal code that the courier was going to be contacting you on for delivery and pickup so you get that message package in route eta five minutes is it possible for me to send anything in return of course how many wheels You see the little dot, 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 and it erases and goes away, and uh, dot, 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 hit a crisis, attacked our, I, I am on our emergency bike. One question mark? Oh, yeah, I'm the only survivor. Jesus Christ, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> We could have used him. Must be fucking nice. Da, da, da. Um, <laughs> okay. No. Uh, okay. And then no other response after that. Oh. The the sound of the motorcycle gets a little bit louder yeah. as it gets closer. Galen is putting the guitar and everything like that away. And- hey, what? I'm coming. I'm coming. Can Mox hear it at this point? Absolutely. So uh, you 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 were underneath the Winnebago poking around. Uh, you just hear the roar of a motorcycle coming up. And with your experienced ear, you definitely hear that it's out of tune. I don't know anything about vehicles, as, especially motorcycles. As, you hear that it's bad. As it starts to first come within to sound range that even my seven uh, perception noticed it, B and Galen, well, and everyone inside also, I suppose, would hear. Didn't they pay it with a truck and pushes himself out? Leans under five minutes. Yeah, we're going to have some. Uh... We're going to have some company. I pop Did out of the door up? as that shook the, the Winnebago. Uh, Draw's going to put both of her hands out. Corey, you're supposed to be here in five. 
asked how many wheels they were on. They said they were going to be having a truck. They ran into trouble, were attacked. We are, we are in DJ territory. So I don't, I don't know if it was them, but just, just stay, stay on your guard. Cause I don't know if that's my guy. I'll go up so, front though. So B and Dog are both very aware of the dust jockeys as a, I'm not going to say looming threat around Solace because they know not to mess with Solace, but it is a fact of life that you don't go to that part of the desert. Uh, If you cross that line, whether or not dog has peed on a cactus, you're probably dead. You you've known this uh, since you were kids. This is like, okay, you've learned how to walk. You've learned how to begin communication. Don't go over there or the scary monsters kill you. That's these are the boogeymen. That's what this is. Does anybody smell anything? There was a turd in here. (laughs) I heard that was a Snickers. No, I'm talking about... We all know the dust jockeys smell the high heaven because they don't shower. They only take dust baths. Mox is going to immediately look to Argoth. You smell anything? Unusual. Sorry, I was going to make a terrible joke, and I'm not going to do that. Um, wh- uh, why, why don't why don't we have Argos roll a, a perception check? That that feels appropriate. What, what bonus should he have for perception? Because I don't believe it is listed by default, so it's up to you. Uh, I believe this was a category D. We said pre-show, so I th- yeah. think that was a one D. Plus one D eight to relevant things. So one D twenty plus one D eight is that what you'd like Correct. me to do? Yeah, and then add cool. the two. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Oh, twenty-three. Nice. Oh. Okay. So good dog. Good doggy. Uh he he walks out from your little area, trots out into the desert, does that whole dog head cocked over to the side little thing and you see like some some LEDs light up that you know are part of his sensor package that you know it's working and he comes back and uh, a little result pops up on well do you have a display like on him physically or do you have it come to your glow to my glow cool so it pings over to your glow and your little Argos app uh, it says uh, it confirms that it within the radius of his sensor sweep there are currently like two pinks y'all and a dude one warm body and it's moving towards you well I mean, according to this, we stink too, but someone else who doesn't smell great is coming this way. And Mox is going to grab from leaning against the Winnebago Casey his rifle, which uh, it's 
bolt action hunting rifle and down the barrel, not the barrel, but the body of the rifle are the uh, Grateful Dead bears that are transforming into mushrooms down it. And with the scope, it has an eight times scope. So it's going to raise it and try to see who's coming. Oh, cool. Cool. So you absolutely see this. Uh, you see a lone figure on a motorcycle. Uh, this motorcycle is held together by rust and duct tape. It's, spew- it's spewing black smoke. You see an oil drip. Uh, you see a lone driver. Uh, they are hunched over the handlebars. They seem to be favoring their right shoulder a little bit. So like their right arm is kind of cocked over, but still like trying to get the handlebar a little bit. Their left arm's doing most of the steering. Uh, they've got goggles on, not a helmet, big scarf wrapped around their face and neck kind of blowing out behind them. Um, you can see not a whole lot more detail because of so much dust being kicked up, but you just get that instinct that they're not doing well. And whether it, you're not sure if it's that I can see that they're not doing well or based on what Drawl said that they were attacked, I'm interpreting the visual evidence that they're not doing well. I don't know, but it makes sense that they're not doing well. Like you don't know which came first, but yeah, they've, they've seen some bad times. If I would have put money on this, I would say that this person, not a big threat, but I'd guess they're not alone. Someone probably coming up behind. Do I happen to see, like, raising the scope a little above the person? Do I see any evidence of dust clouds trailing farther behind? No. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so based on your visual check, based on the uh, result of Argos' sensor sweep, you you do, there's no one else out here. Definitive fact. I would suggest having the Winnebago warm and ready. What do you say? <laughs> Nothing good. Person on a bike looks fucking hurt. So, um, we can either w- we can either wait for them to get here or I can just stop blinking at them from here. <laughs> this is a high soul job. I'd rather wait to see if it's an issue. Because if it's my guy, I'm literally shooting myself in the phone. Hey, enough fun. <laughs> we'll have some fun. Just don't get too oversell us. That comes later. And as you're wrapping up this conversation, the motorcycle gets closer. You can all hear the laboring of the engine. You can see some of uh, the smoke and oil spitting out of it. It comes to a shuddering stop, maybe 50 feet away from you. And it feels like it wasn't necessarily the intention of the rider to stop it that far away, but it probably stopped working and is kind of skidding to a halt. Uh, Does he have a package little... on him? 
you see the figure stand to their feet and reach into a saddlebag. Okay. And you're too far away to judge uh, other packages. Uh, But yeah, he reaches into the figure reaches into a saddlebag and pulls out what kind of looks like a thermos. Like about that size and half deep, they can hold it in one hand. Oh, I, I just shot myself in the foot. It's girthy, but not too big. Uh, Go on, e- easily manageable. Uh huh. <laughs> My <How> man. <laughs> Got into trouble so quick. This game. Mama bear package. <laughs> uh, from 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 about fifty ish feet away, it, it just seems like like a, a black thermos. Galen um, is quickly adding two hander lander to his special uh, uh, equipment. Uh. Uh, and as this figure walks towards you, draw on your glow within the like secure messaging aspect of this job board, you get the security code for a call and response. And it is accurate. It is the, it is exactly what you should be expecting from this courier. Like they send you a little data package that has the right code that you were told to expect. I see a hand up. Really quick, uh, Mox would like to, upon him having pulled to a stop, climb up on top of the Winnebago with the rifle and lie down. Oh, sure. Keeping Mm. an eye around. Okay, absolutely. So are you, like, changing your position every so often, or are you pointing one direction? and like, like, lying down, doing a little scan. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, a very slow 360 overwatch. Okay, let's do do this for me. Um, Give me four perception checks. That is the complete ends of the spectrum on this. Great. A a natural one, a natural two, a natural 20, and a natural 19. Um, So it was a three, a four, a 21, and a 22. I, wow, average a 20 (laughs) over two rolls. Okay. Uh, That will come up when it needs to come up. So the courier is walking towards the group. They take maybe two or three strides from the bike that is just tipped over in the dust and they stumble. They pick themselves up. Their left leg is dragging. Like the knee is not moving. They take another step and they fall. Um, so Drawl, after having looked at the readout, seeing that this person should be the one sending it, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
is it usually call and response or do do we just do the thing so or do I with a, right now with a job like this that was higher priority the if the truck had come like it was supposed to they would have sent the uh their side of the code to you when they were within a certain range, right. not like driving up to you. They were like maybe a mile or two out. Yep. You would have sent your response so that you both know, okay, the right person's coming to me and the right person is sitting where I told them to be. And then you would meet and do the exchange. At this point, <laughs> this guy is, you know, falling on, on the ground 30 feet away, sending yes, the correct code, but obviously out of this protocol of how far away he is or they are versus being late versus when they're arrived. Like, the timeline is all jacked up, and obviously this isn't the truck that you expected. This is a guy in a motorcycle. Okay. Um, so I'm going to leave that uh, glow message on red um, and walk towards this person. I'm going to put my put my hand out uh for everyone else and just like Galen. Um, and I'm just going to double check. I'll left hand up if it's good to go. Got it? Copy that. And Galen's going to If I don't, if I don't left hand, around. shoot. Yep. Galen's just going to put his hand on his pistol and get it ready. Uh, he might even take it out of the holster and just get it ready. Just in case. Okay. Um, and as we're getting ready to walk away, um, I'm going to yell to the person, toss the glow. You see, like, you see them try to move their arm. So they, they fell, they're on, kind of on top of their left arm you see them try to roll over so their arm can move and they fall back and they do not move again. Okay, I'm pulling my pistol out at this point and I will approach. Give me a perception check. Perception. We use it all the time. Oh, 15 is excellent. So, this person is beat to hell. You're pretty sure they're either passed out or dead. They are lying on their face in the dirt. Their left leg is treaded, like ripped in pieces. Treaded, you see what looks from a few paces away like uh, incisions from a blade just ripped across their back. Like tic-tac-toe boards uh, all over the place. You see that the back of their head is like gross and and sticky. And they ain't moving. 
Um, well, I would assume that I'm familiar with the type of weaponry our, our friends, the dust jockeys, would use. And is this um, synonymous with their brutality? Yeah. Uh, you are very familiar with it, and it is not. Let me rephrase that. It is not? It is the level of, of brutality and violence to this individual, yes. But you know their weapons, you know their MO, does not match. Now this is a, a quick glance from a few paces away. Does not line up. Uh, she's gonna throw her, her, um, her words over her shoulder at Galen. It stinks. And uh, she is going to crouch and move as stealthily as possible, gun aimed at this person over to the lifeless body. Poor faking body. It's all so stinks to high heaven. <laughs> as it's uh, like jockeys. <laughs> um, you approach it carefully. You you just smell a dead body. You know the smell of too much blood, ruptured intestines, spoiling organs. It's super gross. Okay. Um, she is going to uh, take her boot and flip the body on its back. Drop you her arm. Oh, go ahead. You, you see that in, uh, in the left hand was the thermos which you assume is the package. And in the right hand, which was, I mean, the, hanging on by tendons, now that you've turned the body over, uh, kind of tucked into the, the oh, they, they were wearing a vest. They had like a, an armored vest on top of a jacket and they had their arm like pushed through up and through the, the vest hole. I'm trying to do this visual description and, and failing at it so that they could still use their thumb to type on the glow, but basically letting their armored vest keep their arm kind of pinned in place and functional because otherwise it was going to fall off. And listeners, you may be questioning how they still typed with... I, I don't know, but that's just what it was. This is cyberpunk. It happens. Super articulate tongue. Um, don't <laughs> swipe text. It was, it, it was, it was talk to text. That's what it was. Perfect. Um, okay. So draw upon seeing this. She is going to kind of like lose the rigidity in her body, like flipping a switch. And now mm -hmm. she, she cocks on the side. She puts her hand up like this. Um, so everyone knows that they can relax and she's going to cross her arms. Well, fuck. That ain't just DJs. 
this is what the fuck? And she's going to reach over and pick the pick up the thermos. So you pick up the thermos. It is lighter than you would expect. And when you are you wearing gloves or are you barehanded? I wear gloves. Okay. So it feels cool in the desert heat. And for a second, that doesn't track because you just watch it ride through the desert on a motorcycle and you, you'd think it would have picked up some residual heat. But it's still very cool in your hand. <laughs> uh, Respect you, the prop work. Yep, very good. You, you, you actually go to open it? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. So you you go to open it. I'm not going to aim it at anyone or myself. <laughs> Radioactive. Step one, point device away from face. Step Doesn't two. Is, right. is her opening this something that I clock with my ones and twos or my 19s and 20s? <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, you're... you're your, your really good rolls are when you are looking another direction. Why wouldn't they be? And they're going to come into play in a minute. Okay. Uh, so we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, you, you go to open it and it's got, it's like a sealed lid. So you twist it and then it pops off. Like you twist the latch into place and then it opens from there. When the lid flips up, there's a little display and you see that it is like a status display. And you see a whole bunch of data and information that you don't understand right off the rip, but at the bottom it just says, you know, all all systems green. Everybody else, uh, other than Mox, who's up on the roof, is anybody else coming over? Well, yeah, there's a dead body out there, and I need to salvage it. Okay, how did people tell me? What does that look like? The thing? Yes. Question mark. It? All getting a thumbs a, up. Yes, we got it. Thing. Yep, yep, we got it. Okay. Sweet. God. <sighs> All right, so B, do B and Dog go over or just B? I'm going. Okay. No, I'll stay at the Bago, I guess. Is it? Is anybody else staying at the Bago? Oh, yeah, I got it. Mox is up on the roof. Galen, are you staying in your position? Galen is is suspect of all of this. So, yeah, he's staying in it. Okay, cool. He and Mox will be overwatch at this point. Yeah, shotgun at the ready, staying at the bay go. All right. Um, we'll get we'll get back to both of you in a second. B. B, as you walk over, you are also very familiar with a dead body. Seems like a dead body to you. But I would like you to make Oh, that would give it away. I don't want you to make that roll. Give me an insight check. 
Fantastic. I have a bonus in that. <laughs> Do you have medical? Um, minimal, but yes. Okay, still make an insight check for me. Promise Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something different, but no, I, I still want to stick with insight. Okay, well, I got a 16. Solid. So you know that beyond this being a dead body, you know that this was obviously a very traumatic event. Uh, You see that these wounds were inflicted without... Uh, that's not the word I'm trying to use. You see that the wounds were inflicted on this thing, but there's there's nothing that would indicate like defensive posture being taken, if that makes sense. Like, like you see that these wounds were basically inflicted while this person was running. You don't think that they tried to fight back then so I'm assuming uh, other than the abdominal and the leg as well as the shoulder right mm-hmm. are most of the wounds concentrated on the back and then back of head or are we talking like front of body side of body and back of body is it more like a bear was attacking as it ran away or is it more like it ran through a crowd of angry bears and by it, I mean the dead body now, whoever they may be. I, I, lo- I love that our system of measurement is <laughs> running from a bear or running through a crowd of bears. Yeah, uh, bears. But, it's, it's the bear spectrum. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the bear spectrum, uh, this dude was running from a bear. Okay. And as you are making that observation, you remember all of the stories you've heard about fellow scavengers, um, people outside of Solace, people on jobs, talking about the scary wildlife that lives in the desert. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you've seen pictures of animals that are out here. Maybe they were coyotes at one point, but they're way too big now. Uh, Maybe they were uh, like some sort of nocturnal rodent, but again, way bigger than in our real world we would think of. There's always stories of things not to mess with out in the desert, especially at night. Um, There's always people at Ferdy's talking about, oh, I saw this thing, and and they're just exaggerating one story after another. And it's probably people just telling drunk stories to try to one-up each other, but sometimes they're not. So you don't know what caused this, 
but it definitely rings in your head that this some sort of animal did this. It just makes sense to you. Making and, this realization. I'm so sorry. Keep going. I'm no. so excited about this. Drawl, you would have had that same realization, but you were just much more clinical with your analysis. You were more focused on the mission, the the pickup, the timing, that kind of thing. Like you saw, okay, massive wounds, not necessarily dust jockeys moving on. Right. Like you didn't not know about scary monsters out in the desert, but it like wasn't a high priority right now. Is it in there? She's gonna <laughs> lean over. Look at me. Is it in there? Oh, hold, oh, hold on. Hold on. I draw. Draw, you've been to Farty's bar before, right? Yeah. You remember talking to the those old dudes who've been scaven for like their entire lives and they go too close to the scar. The ones that smell like old Nancy Drew books and Hardy Boy Mysteries. Yeah. Yeah, and like cat piss. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those ones. So like I think I think we heard stories about this. Hold on one second. I'm gonna like Wait, no, 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 no. Really? Yeah. That Hold story on. is this story? Uh, Hold on. And I'm going to like pull out my glow because I know dog is always away, not that far away. And I'm not going to shout because that's not smart right now in my mind. I'm going to pull out my glow and I'm going to call dog. <laughs> what? What's B's ringtone? Yeah, dog, what's B's ringtone? <laughs> How way to help? Damn, put me on the spot. Yeah, let's go with highway to hell. Sorry, but also and be like, what? The, the, I, at first I won't recognize who it is. I'll just hear my phone be like, who the shit is calling me right now? <laughs> and Mox on the roof hearing highway to hell just. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's it's like a total letter kitty moment. So it cuts to Mox room. Nice, and then Galen is just sitting next to him like classic. <laughs> Berta. Berta. Hello. Hey, dog. I know I'm standing right here, but I got. Do you remember those stories from the old dudes that smell like, like old dudes and cat piss? They go and scab out near the scar. You talk loud enough, I can hear you from right here. But yeah, what about them? Why are we talking? Why are we talking about? Why are we talking about this right now? <laughs> <laughs> Remember how uh, they used to tell stories about some of their their people getting like nailed by creatures that they've seen stalking the wastes? Uh, yeah, I definitely remember that. What's uh, okay? What? Yes, go on, go on. I think I think we might have one of those around here which also means we're we're kind of fucked but like also this is so cool uh do you remember if they are radioactive or not because like i want to salvage this body dog will wide-eyed and kind of looking towards the ground a little bit it's happening <laughs> at this point what's in the happening? conversation what's happening at this <laughs> Two other things happen right now as Galen is saying, what's happening? Uh, Drawl, 
You are standing there next to B, who's having this conversation. You still have the thermos in your hand, the device, the package. Uh, you see that on the display screen, you see that there one of the, the graphs, one of the little bars, is a timer. And it starts to tick down. So it, like, loses a bar. I'm going to chuck it. I'm going to chuck it. Nope. I'm I'm torn here because I feel like I want that role play to happen, but also I kind of feel like as a professional, you might have known not to do that. Okay, so she she panicked. Uh, So she goes to chuck it. Because she was already suspicious of this body. She's like, are they rigging this body? Is someone fucking with me? It's not even my birthday. You know, and so she goes to chuck it and then just caps it and and then uncaps it and looks at it again. So as you look at it again, you Right. This this is the the clock of the coolant system that is built into this container. And it is starting to count down because this is under, you know, you're on you're on a timer for getting this thing delivered. I envision that whole draw chucking it thing like one of those scenes in a movie where you see it play out fully and that just cuts back to before that happened as it all just played out in their head. Girl, I ain't yeah. gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it though. And then as that is happening, mocks up on the roof. So Winnebago's parked. The the rider came in from, let's just say, your left. You, as you were kind of going overwatch and turning and turning, out on, out to your right. So like the opposite of where this unfortunate person came from. You see a cloud on the horizon. You see almost like a solid black storm cloud, not spanning the whole horizon, but just like a patch of black right there. And it's coming closer very quickly. Was that the direction we were? Sorry about uh, confusing the cardinal directions. Which direction were we supposed to be going and which direction or meeting the next courier and which direction did dead guy come from? So. Let, let's let's just play north. Let, let's just play cardinal. So this this uh, the, the courier came to you from the north. You were planning to go east and this cloud is coming to you from the south but you also know that basically everything uh east south you know that that is all dust jockey territory you uh, as you as a character you may have heard of the dust jockeys like on the news or as a rumor. You don't know anything about them other than what Drawl has told you in prep or some of the possibly exaggerated stories that B and Dog have told you on the drive. 
they're just not something that you needed to know about because you were busy doing other things. Well, friends, I think we've probably sat here long enough playing with our dicks and we should hit the road. <clears throat> uh, yep, it's, uh, yep, we got it. Yeah, we, we got it right here and I'd like to get as far away from this thing as we possibly can. Eee, come on. Okay, but I'm taking his arm. We'll rip it the fuck off right now. We got to go. And you hear this <laughs> grunting and then you just hear this. Oh, God. Oh, Yeah. Dog's gonna call out as they're walking back. Like, did he smell? Like death. Is that really the highest priority right now? Train's yep. leaving, boys and girls. It's time to get on the road. Yep, yeah. that's him. Dog's gonna look uh, in the direction of the cloud. Well, uh, not that way. <laughs> really, not that way. And it's gonna <laughs> tap uh, whatever resembles the dashboard. Um, and then I'm gonna say, oh, fuck, I didn't even get the chance to sew my patch on. So you are all back in the Winnebago. Who is driving? Uh, Draw, do you want to shoot out a window this time or do you want me to shoot out the window? <laughs> I think I've got pretty, pretty good flexibility. Yeah, I can get out the window. Okay. Uh, Galen is going to step on it then. Okay, cool. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of set up tactically where people are and what people are doing. Galen, you are driving. Yep. Drawl, are you? Where are you? Let me rephrase that. Who's in the shotgun? Who's in the shotgun seat? I'll get in the shotgun seat with okay. the shotgun. Makes sense. Um. Mox, where are you? I would be uh, hanging out, uh, keeping an eye on the rear through the rear okay. windows and possibly kicking up the rear door. Not yet. Perf- okay. Uh, dog, where are you in the Winnebago? Is there a window that looks out on the kitchen side? Sure. So there's windows on both sides. There's There's like the main cockpit kind of area. Then there's like a living room with windows on both sides. Uh, Then there is one bathroom, then a set of like bunks and like storage space, then a master bedroom with windows on three sides of it from there too. Yeah. Big Winnebago. Yeah, I'll be. It's like a tour bus. Nice. Yeah. That is pretty nice. Spared no expense, I see. Uh, dog will be in the kitchen area by that window with the shotgun ready and start wrestling around Janine in case he needs to poke her out the well, out the window. All right. And uh, where where's B settled? Well, I'd imagine that B is sitting at the kitchen table but looking out the other window I'm like I have all of my crafts and parts in front of me on like a a cloth I have the arm next to me while I'm like trying to pull the meat off and pull the bone out like I'm doing some weird shit but I also have Uh uh, a fold out survival bow like leaned up against me with a couple of arrows of some some cool things multitasking okay yeah. yeah all right okay so 
Galen, you are driving. You are driving right now on your planned route. So part of the prep that all of you did, you knew that from this point where you were, where you had parked the Winnebago, that was Mm -hmm. the agreed upon point where this other courier was going to come in their truck. This group of them were going to come meet you there and you were going to take off. If we're thinking the cardinal directions here, they were going to come down to meet you from the north. You were going to go off to the east. Okay. You know that going east is taking you directly into and through dust jockey territory. But it's the only way you can go. So you right now you are starting on your planned route. There has been no other than the timing and the strangeness of this exchange. There's been no impact to your journey. Eastbound and down. One of the key things you are all aware of, whether by living here or by draw telling you, is that the re the key reason that uh, this is so dangerous and you have to do it on the ground is beyond the fact that this package is pressure sensitive and uh, has to be a ground level. The the dust jockeys also have complete air superiority of their territory. They are uh, very, very determined to keep people (laughs) away from what they are doing, their homes on the ground. Mm -hmm. So part of their reputation is that anything flying through their territory is shot down. Okay. No questions asked. No warnings given. Fair enough. You see evidence of this as you are driving. Uh, It's not like instantly as you cross into their territory, but as you are driving, the further you get, the more you see, oh, there's a crashed drone. Oh, there's a crashed dropship. Like you see the evidence of other vehicles that have been brought down. Um, some were brought down this must recently. Be devastating to dog and B and, and Mox who want <laughs> all of that. <laughs> like some were brought down years ago and have been worn down by sand and the environment. Some have been brought down recently, mm-hmm. and you're just zipping past them. Like you yeah. can't stop. We're, we're going stuff. fast. This is not a. <laughs> yeah, um, you are also as you are driving. This is a pretty flat area of desert. But you are driving in between just tons of natural rock formations, mesas and buttes, those big, like, standalone, out of nowhere, middle of the desert chunks of rock that are just right there. Um, A lot of them have been eroded by wind and the environment over the years. So some of them have those really interesting random holes in the middle. There's some that look like they're coming down to a point, but they're still standing because the wind is eroded like right at that point, but they're still balanced and connected somehow. So you're driving through this area. Um, you're. It's not like you're weaving in between all of them. There's not that frequent. And it's not like, but but Galen is aware that like this is prime ambush territory. Like this is why hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. This, this is, is how they yeah. can keep this area so well. Yeah. Exactly. So, speaking of that, no let's, good. 
let's no 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 we're not going to initiative yet uh let's just do a perception check with the uh sensor package in your winnebago Eight. Cool. You are very focused on driving carefully but quickly, and that is taking up all of your attention right now. Yep. Um, drawl. Since since you are riding shotgun, while you do have a uh, an eye out of the window. You know, you're looking out of the front, you're looking out of the side. Um, you're also keeping a keen eye on the dashboard in front of you and the, 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 the things that are displayed virtually in the windshield itself. So I would like you to also make a perception check, but add 1d8 to your roll for the standard radar package that the Winnebago has. On top of what I have already, or? Yes, so you're gonna roll a d20 plus your perception, plus what, d8? Plus five, plus one. (laughs) That's a small number. That's a very small boy. Um, Is it, would it have been possible for, I mean, thematically, if I start to see all of these drones, is it possible to be like, well, we need some eyes on the sky and slip my booty out the window, hold on to the top and keep an eye that, that way after, uh, after this one? <laughs> yes. Would you would you literally stick your head out the window and look up or would you use the digital sensor equipment and the computer to look up (laughs) so that you're not sticking your body outside of the armored vehicle. Well, no wrong answers. I I just want to know what you're doing. She would probably, um, at least when, when we start coming up on a lot of them and we have a lot of, um, obstructed sky from how tall these nicely are, she would probably put her body out her butt outside the window, legs in the car, and kind of periodically just kind of shoop, prairie dog it, shoop, back in. <laughs> now she is your friendly neighborhood prairie dog. Okay. But yeah, she will keep an eye on the readout too because <laughs> I may be stupid, but she's not. Gotcha. Okay, so uh Mox, Dog, and B. The three of you, uh, as Galen is driving, you are looking at all of these rock formations. You are seeing all of these crashed drones. You see uh, transport ships. You see shipping containers that would have been going from one Metroplex to another. You see... uh, Some of them seem like they crashed. Others seem like they were shot down. 
You see some that had the sides ripped open. You see some that just had uh, like the loading gates, the loading doors uh, opened and then whatever was inside taken out. So you see a wide range of wreckage that seems to come from multiple types of attacks. Um, You're kind of all in the thick of these rock formations right now, so your vision is constantly being obscured by just different natural rock formations. Every once in a while, you you do that thing where you're like, whoa, was that a... Oh, I... You, you don't know... You might have seen a person or a thing, but you were driving so fast by the time your brain is like, was that a person? Was that another vehicle? You're way far past it. And you don't know if uh, your mind's playing tricks on you because you're scared or who knows at this point. Can I be using Argos's sensor package to see if yeah. you know, I can note anything as well? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Would you like a perception check for that or not? Sure. That's better. 18. Protect this dog so, with everything we have. <laughs> so he's the old. I've not rolled well. He's rolled well. Argos has rolled well. All right. So uh, you, you've had Argos for a while. You've built Argos. You, you've worked with Argos. You, you like Argos a lot. Um, you've refined Argos. Don't, don't preface it like that. That sounds like you're about to kill him in episode three. <laughs> no, I, promise I'm, a lot. I promise I'm not. I promise I'm not. What I'm getting to and that is. Uh, over the years, you have like put in different levels of danger for the his response to you when he is doing a, a sensor sweep. Uh, what would what alert noise or song would play at like on a scale of one to ten, maybe an eight? Funny enough, it would probably be Highway to Hell. Um, so that's the second time we've heard that in the Winnebago tonight. Okay. So, uh, B, stop calling me. I'm not doing <laughs> shit. So, Mox, you are sitting there in the back, which is kind of like the, the bedroom area. Uh, Argos is, as I envision it, kind of pacing not anxiously, but walking from one side of the vehicle to the other, scanning, scanning, comes back to kind of center room, looks over to you, and this alert music starts playing, and you get the alert in your Glow app, and you pull up the radar suite package, you see your location, and you see, like, your entire the whole back half coming up behind you just red warning danger lights however Argos would display that so if we're again visualizing this like like a radar circle from top down your location is center your back I don't know let's call it like a 90 degree arc not full out to the sides, but like a 90 yard, you see 
red danger things coming towards you. We've got company behind us. Is there a back window? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'd like to presumably pull back the curtains that are there and try to level. It is. Is it night? Uh, No, it is like two o'clock in the afternoon. Two of my games take place in perpetual night, so at this point I just assume it's night. Uh, So looking out and trying to first see if I can see anything with the naked eye and then going to the rifle scope. You do not see anything through either uh, your eyeballs or your scope. And that includes looking up? When you look up, that's a different story. So looking up, you see that... It looks like a black, not a storm cloud, but like a black swarm. From reasonable guess, a fuck ton of drones. That's one guess, all right. Uh, So now that you have noticed this, you can kind of relay that to the group, draw with that new information you can kind of retool, re, repoint the the Winnebago sensors and get some more information on that. Uh, so you see that coming up behind you are flying bogies. The you're getting nothing back about what it is. Like the sensors indicate that there are multiple targets in the air coming towards you. But when you try to type in like a a zoom in, zoom and enhance kind of thing, or what are these made of or anything, you don't, it gets unknown. So you're not sure what's following or chasing you. You just know there's a lot of them. We've got scrapped flyers. I don't like it. I don't like it. Me neither. Now that all of now that all of you are aware of this, though, what you do notice on the radar, on the sensors, they are essentially maintaining a perimeter. They're not engaging you. They're not moving towards you. As you are moving, they are keeping pace with you. But they are maintaining the same distance from you at all times. Keep course. I'm kept. I'm flooring it still. Like we're going <laughs> as fast as we possibly can. Sweet. We're not. We're not here to cause trouble. We're just passing through. Well, it looks to me like they are on the uh, on the defensive for the most part. They don't look like they're looking for any trouble. But and she's gonna uh, lean, lean in back. Just be ready for anything and everything. I hope we all packed our adventure gear today because we're going on one. Everything, everything, (laughs) everything that Galen just starts singing. We're going on adventure, going on adventure. Uh, Galen, go ahead and give me a drive check. Oh, okay.
That's a six. Okay. I'm going to use a reroll. I feel like you might enjoy that. Pain in your eyes was readable through the screens. <laughs> My reroll, that's a five. <laughs> this is great. All right. Okay. I thought it was a nat 20 because it looked like the symbol, but it wasn't the symbol. Oh, that's such a bummer. I'm yep. so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's it's a tragedy. All right. So Use you were driving. Another. <laughs> Can I give him one of mine? <laughs> you want to? You, Driving you seems important right now. I will okay. give you one of my rerolls. All right. Okay. Okay. Get to remember that. Please, please be a four. That would just be great. Six you're, 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 you're not gonna. You're not gonna believe this. You're not gonna believe this. No. That's a four. <laughs> No! I rolled a five. I rolled a five, a four, and a three. (laughs) This die is fucking fired for tonight. Shuck it. That thing is, no, that thing is just, that's retired. I will give you one more shot out of my three. Holy God. I'm using a (laughs) different one. I'm using a different one. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. I ruined that. I'm so sorry. Not fucking 20. Damn. All right. This was wonderful. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. This drive check was not to avoid necessarily an attack, but it was how well you were reacting to the road in front of you in addition to this new knowledge of something swarming up behind you. Okay. So as you were driving, uh, you're seeing these pings on the sensors on the radar you've got the winnebago set up so all your displays displays are keyed in to the uh like virtually on the on the windshield yep so as you are driving you're seeing this stuff pop up it's not interfering with your driving you're just moving forward it's on the hollow displays or whatnot so you are kind of watching what's in front of you but also looking at everything and you uh narrowly miss one of these rock formations that's in front of you. Like you you clip the bumper just a little bit. Uh, You kind of right yourself quickly. You realize that while whatever is behind you is not dive bombing or attacking you, it is almost shepherding you in a given direction. Because as you move, let's say you move a little bit to the right to go around a rock formation or a rock outcropping on the road, they come in a little bit closer and you've got that instinctual, I need to scoot out of the way to the left a little bit. And they're very slowly, a a lesser driver would not have seen this, Uh, a driver who would, you know, roll a five, four, three would not have seen this. <laughs> but they're slowly pushing you in a given direction. And this is not the direction that you and Drawl originally planned. They're changing your route. You look ahead on the maps 
and you see that they are pushing you towards, well, they're pushing you deeper and deeper into dust jockey territory. They're pushing you off the path, which would have taken you with relative directness from point yeah. A to point B. Well, um, he's going he's gonna to kind of look over a draw and go, and he's like, do we fight our way out of this or do we just try to negotiate our way out of this? Because we got a swarm there, we got a swarm there, and we got a swarm there. Okay. Well, and she's just going to do 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 tap. Uh, looks like we are being <laughs> surrounded on all sides and pushed into the kennel. Yeah, we're being herded. Yeah. If we break now, we're dead, though. You think? There's no way out of it. You, can the bagel go that fast? Mm. I don't think so, babe. Yeah. We could always try to blast a hole in one of the one of the groups that's hurting us. Maybe if we blast a opening, we could scoot through there and break the barricade style thing. Yeah, we got some boom boom things here. <laughs> you shoot at one DJ, you shoot at all DJs. Okay, if we start. Uh, okay, let me think about this. We got to be all in no matter what we do. Galen. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> what if we alter the route that they're pushing us into? We have a plenty of explosives. We're going through a lot of rock. They can't, if they're only shepherding us and we call the shots and where they shepherd us into in some ways. And I don't want to fight where they want us to fight. Exactly. And yeah. if we make it so that we have our own spot, right? If they corner us into something that we've already created, we'll already have reason to attack the drones because they'll have already started to attack us. We gonna fight that many drones? Well, we can't, we can't go back to home base and deal with all the guys there, can we? Yeah, I don't... I heard some things about their boss. Also, they stank. Do you think they would really take us to home base? Well, they're going like to take us to our base. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that's killing base, home base, tea tree, I don't care what... They're taking us somewhere we don't want to go. Galen mutters... Of what ace it is. <laughs> Galen mutters under his voice, now would be a really good time for that EMP thingy. Did you say EMP? Yeah, I would fucking think of that. <laughs> I mean, we might as well try. I have some. They're on arrows. Just gonna look at you. So let's do it. Okay. What's the range on those? I don't mean the arrows. I mean the EMP. And uh, he looked like glances over at all those. <laughs> They're gonna be airborne. You know how like when they do uh, those 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 missiles, where if they explode up in the sky, they don't hurt nearly as much of the population to leave them. Yeah. I love this plan. Yeah. Fuck it, go hawk on ass. Let's go. All right. Yeah, y'all are y'all are still driving, full steam ahead. What are we gonna do? Well, I guess I'm gonna pop up out of the the vent on the roof of the Winnebago, and uh, I love it. I'll, do it. 
gonna get a kiss from the cat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> kiss for good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Um, I'm gonna pop up out of the vent, kind of like shimmy my shoulders out, pull the bow out, get some of the arrows, and then. I'm gonna so real, me. real quick as you're taking aim. Mm-hmm. So you you shimmy out of this vent. And it's not like it's a vet. This is one of the doors, like a roof access door. You're, you're, al- you're this is supposed to allow you access. Uh, this is not like you're jury rigging this. Um, I feel like though you're standing on top of the kitchen table and like you slid <laughs> the door open instead of getting the roof. Like there's a ladder right there, but you definitely just like scrambled up on top of the table. You're so excited to do this. Um, you've got your bow. You you're like maybe halfway out up to your waist your arms are clear you're starting to pull an arrow back you're moving real fast like the Winnebago is hauling ass right now so you've got all this wind moving this way past you right so it takes you a second to kind of orient yourself and adjust to to what's going on move those goggles down (laughs) yep (laughs) um you notice a couple things right off the bat. You are, as it, uh, you are surrounded by more and more of these natural rock outcroppings. It's not like a thick forest, but there's enough of them that you really can't see beyond the road that you are on. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. they're not walling you in. It's not a fence, but there's so many natural rock outcroppings there's like there's no other road to go on these drones kind of pushed you in this direction you also see that you've got no vision of the sky other than this swarm and (laughs) it's a lot um and it's not like it's it's not like a blanket covering you but there are so many drones in the air that there's just no clear sky for more than a split second in the shade right you're that you instantly see because of your experience they're moving in a tight formation you recognize a very skilled pilot game recognized game Mm -hmm. um from where you are, you can't easily see any make of the drone, any armaments, anything like that. But your instinct tells you that this is not just, you know, a, a quadcopter that some random kid would play with. This is, these have specific intent and design. Do I see any weapons on them or anything? Uh, you can make a perception check. Sure. Like, just from a quick glance as you're trying to ready your bow and, and steady yourself, you don't see anything. But if you want to try to take a more specific look. So apparently everybody's dice is, is being mean because I got a six. <laughs> Let me go ahead and uh, click on one of these rerolls for you, right? Right? <laughs> We're just sharing rerolls tonight. I love it. <laughs> no, it's just she guys. She has two. All right. Oh, oh, beautiful. 
I got an 18. Perfect. Oh my God, that's such a good roll. Thank you, rerolls. Thank you, audience, for giving us those rerolls. <laughs> Thank you, chat. Please don't forget. Fucking hell. All right. Stack them. You. Your vision is kind of blurry for a moment, like that vision when everything's like swimmy because everything's moving. You're moving, they're moving. You're, you've climbed up to the roof of the Winnebago. You've never done this before. Uh, on this particular Winnebago, you've probably done on other Winnebagos, but on this one, it's weird. You've never, everything is just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So you take a second to kind of settle and set and clear your vision. You you try to look at the swarm and like pick one or two out that you can follow with your eyes because there's a lot of them and they're moving around to follow you very fast. Luckily, they are staying in a very tight formation. So if you can zero in on one, you can try to lock in and follow that one. Like they're not moving in a swarm. They're, they're moving specifically. Uh, you do not see any visible external weaponry you see a very unique drone design that is not something you're familiar with it's not something that i would recognize from like scavenging the waist or anything no okay your gut tells you this is a custom job Uh uh-huh this does not look like a cobbled together we just made something out of spare parts. This is slick, professional. It looks like a bird of prey, raptor predator kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's sh- it looks sharp. It looks deadly. You see like matte black. You see running lights. It's not like it's the shape of a bird, but it just visually strikes you as that. Um. You also see kind of through the flashes of these drones that they are moving, you start to see some humanoid figures perched on the rock walls. So now that you are out looking about, you don't see a lot of them, but you see some of them. And it's not on every rock outcropping, but there's definitely people out here with these drones and you. All of that being said, uh, you've got your bow, you've got some EMP arrows, you've got a little bit more information now. Are you going to still take a shot and where are you going to aim that shot? Upon assessing the situation, I'm going to pop my head back down. I'm going to relay this to the team. And then I'm going to ask, is there a possibility and would it be intelligent to perhaps find a cave or something if there is one on this route that we can duck into? That will get rid of the flyers. I think that sounds like a good idea, and certainly at least that I don't think we should fight where they're trying to lead us. Yeah, I don't like being forced to do things. 
So, not okay. No. We need to find somewhere. If we're gonna fight these things, um, we need to find somewhere where we have some tactical advantage. Do you know? Like bottleneck them. Or yeah, so that each one of those arrows of yours can do maximum. All right, so. Uh, Galen and Drawl, do you want to try to use the sensor equipment to look at the road ahead of you and try to find a, a pull-off or a safe spot? I think that is a fine idea. Yep. Gonna be doing right. the research. And All right, you can... Can we just, like, I don't know, turn around? <laughs> so you can both make a perception check with the Winnebago's plus 1d8 modifier. 23. The tiny dice is good to me tonight. All right, so Galen got a 23. What did Drawl get? 12. 12? Yeah. Okay. This is good. Drawl, you see that the road ahead of you does appear to be a pretty one-way, one-direction kind of road going through some of these big standing rocks. But you also see that uh, there does appear to be a, a wider space coming up ahead of you. Not like a pull-off or a turnaround, but like a wider space where you could maybe get your back to a wall. It's not as secure as going towards the cave, but you don't see anything like that immediately, but you do see a point that you feel based on your your skill could be defensible. Does this feel like a boss arena? Uh, I reserve my right to not answer that question. Suspicious pocket. Are there a bunch of health potions just right outside of here? <laughs> is there a well right before we go I was like, in? Please, is there a healing? <laughs> Are there healing? Hey. Um, okay, so um Jala's meal. Not ideal, but feeling I think right over there is gonna be our best bet. I can't find any nooks. I can't find any nooks in the wall, but I found a pocket. So I think that's gonna be our best bet. Zoom into the pocket stop barrel out and try to try to fortify as best we can because if they get us where they need where they want us to go we are so fucked <laughs> uh, Kaylin, is, I, is that what you're going to do? I'm good with that plan for the right now for right now because at this moment Galen's just been driving and he's going through all of the scenarios in his head and he's impressed because this is exactly what he would have done back in the day so yeah. all right so uh you also see this little pocket on the road that drawl has pointed out uh you can very easily maneuver the winnebago over there uh you screech to a halt as much as a giant tour bus can screech to a halt you come to a, a relatively quick stop for the size of your vehicle. And as you are stopping, you uh, look up from the dashboard and you see 
a monstrosity walking towards you. You see a figure that is easily 10 feet tall. It appears to be from a distance that you're at a massive wall of metal. Uh, Think of it like a um, but I don't mean this ominously. Think of this like a giant tombstone. You know, it comes up and then. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. I couldn't think of a better way to say that shape. I don't mean this ominously, but picture your death. (laughs) So it's this big, like rectangular straight side, but that comes to a dome top. Is that better? Uh, You see it moving towards you. Uh, it, It almost seems like it is hovering across the ground, like moving very smoothly towards you. But then as it gets closer, it's still a ways off, but within visual range. It does this thing where the very smooth silvery front, it flexes and shimmers and you see it kind of expanding. Like you see these seams start to drop from the top and wind their way down. Uh, Visually, you know, um, have you ever seen those videos where someone touches like an electric thingy to an art thingy and it makes those sparks and it courses down the metal? I'm not good at this in the moment. I don't know what that's called, but that cool art thingy, that's what this looks like. Electrolysis. Sure. Thank you. So those uh, like spark electronic electric lines course down this thing you see it slowly taking quasi humanoid shape like kind of big block you see kind of like a big head like the juggernaut's helmet but not really you see these lines kind of like oh that's a torso oh those are arms like and then you see it like robot step forward kind of thing And it starts walking towards you. Question. Mm. Does it say exterminate or delete? Neither. Okay. Does it say walk? Painted red. It would not be walking. It would be running towards us. Okay. It does not communicate in any way. No. Uh, <laughs> but... It does does start to move towards you in a very menacing fashion. I'm going to shake Mox and Dog like shoulders like, guys! And Mox was in the, like having seen this obvious huge thing, was in the process of like trying to aim his rifle at it, (laughs) only to be, God damn it, I'm fucking trying! And I think in that moment of what is happening, we can end this episode with the anticipation of what's going to happen next time. <laughs> How do we feel about that? Oh, awesome. <laughs> yep. right. grinning. We're going to die. And I'm right. so excited. 
So we will end there, pausing for next episode. Thank you, everyone in chat. Maybe you should plan to be here in two weeks to add some rerolls because we're going to be starting combat. We're going to need a giant If we rolled like today, thingy. we're going to need them. So use your channel points and give us some, please. Please. Uh, and definitely stay tuned. Uh, next week on the 15th of August, Chaos Incorporated will be right here. Um, we went to future Vegas and we were going to fight a cult. Yes. And we were dealing with the Yakuza. So same as contemporary Vegas. Pretty much. Yeah. Cool. And, and I got to have a lot of fun playing uh, a crazy drunk guy last game. So we're going <laughs> to maybe continue that. It may have been a little too far, but it was fun. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump over to saying goodnight from our lovely cast, uh, who they are, where they are, what they're doing. Let's start with Mallow. Uh, if you would like to follow everything else that I'm doing outside of Identico, uh, check me out at the Mallow Man, uh, M-A-L-L-O-M-A-N, uh, everywhere. I'm, I'm on literally every platform uh, out there, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever one you want to do. But you can catch all of my <laughs> hijinks and uh, all this fun and stuff like that out there. So uh, check it out. And Wild. Hello, I'm Wildling. You can find me just about anywhere, except for threads. I've been dragging my feet. Wildling011. Um, I basically just shit post, so don't take anything that I say too seriously. Um, <laughs> enjoy yourselves, drink water, get some sleep, do some art, read some books, and come see us next time. We really appreciate you. Mwah. Pete? Hi, you can follow me at the Mallow Man everywhere. <laughs> Especially if you want to know what's going on with Identico. That's M A L L O, man. <laughs> this is the best bit, and I love it. <laughs> Lauren, where are you at? Well, I'm on the internet. Um, you can find me anywhere. At the Mallow Man. At the <laughs> M A no. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me at the Malaman, or you can find me at Thousand Faces Cosplay anywhere you you digest media. Um, you can also find um, modeling shenanigans and other you thought related business um, at ninety five percent Lauren on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, or X, whatever the fuck. I don't know. I can't keep up. Whatever it's called these days. No one knows what. It's yeah. both. It's both. And we'll, uh, and we'll be at Colorado Springs Comic Con at the end of the month. Hopefully going to be debuting Ivy from Soul Calibur 4. So we'll see if that goes down. And hopefully Ethan's going to wrap up his his Borderlands 3 cosplay. Yeah. Uh, cosplay's Ooh. great. Game's not great. Well, uh, excellent transition. Ethan. Hi, I am the other half of Thousand Faces Cosplay. You can follow us pretty much anywhere, Thousand Faces Cosplay. Uh, our th uh, Thousand Faces TikTok is predominantly D&D related. So if you want to keep up on any of our D&D shenanigans, including our other streamed game where we're running through Wild Beyond the Witchlight, check out on there. You can see Lauren playing a 450-pound stoner turtle. It's delightful. It's my truest form. 
<laughs> and I am on all of the socials at the Caleb G. You can find me right here for Chaos Incorporated, uh, here and there, Farm to Fable, and a lot of space in the archives from the RPG Academy. Speaking of which, a Catacon 2023 is happening in Dayton, Ohio on the 3rd through the 5th of November. Our Kickstarter launches on the 15th, that is next Tuesday. Uh, Kickstarter is going to be advanced badge sales, VIP tickets, vendor sales, sponsorship opportunities, you know, for advertising. If you have a game or a podcast, uh, you know, next, that thing we've sponsored for like three years straight and still haven't had a chance to make it out to Ohio. <laughs> I'm diddy. I'm I try to be there for you. No, I was there last year. No. We we absolutely love the RPG Academy. It's just that in every year that we have sponsored it, we cannot seem to make it out there. So yeah. we'll send in the agents uh, of chaos for us yeah. uh, again uh, this year. <laughs> I was there one day last year, and I will be there for the entire event this year. Uh, kicking off this year, we're going to add our Academy Junior series for some of our younger gamers. We're going to add an expanded cosplay contest. We're going to add a trivia contest. And I'm pretty sure due to overwhelming demand, we're going to bring back karaoke, which was just amazingly fun last year. Uh, regular ticket sales and event registration will all be available as we get closer to the con. Uh, a catacon can be followed at a catacon. I believe right now we only have that on Twitter, whatever. Uh, that is everything we have for today. We will see you next time. Same cyber time, same cybertation, cyber station. I wrote it down and I can't <laughs> read it right. Ah, good night. We love you. Take care, take care of yourself mentally and physically. Stay safe. Take your meds, eat a snack, drink your water, touch some grass, treat yourself to something nice because you deserve it. Do your best to survive and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Neon Trails is Ethan as Mox, Lauren as Drawl, Pete as Dog, Wild as B, me, Mallow, as Galen, and the Caleb G is our game runner. You can learn more about the game we play on this podcast by going to www.playidentico.com. You can join us live for these sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash identico. And you can watch along with past episodes and see additional content like how to play videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Identico. Finally, you can follow along with us on the socials at Identico on Twitter and at Humanoid Games on threads and Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week.